0: Y'all know what that music means. It is time for another episode of the Conservative Crusader. It is November 11th, 2021. And today is Veterans Day. Now, I didn't realize it was Veterans Day as I was writing the episode last night. So there there is no Veterans News or anything like that in today's episode. But I do want to thank the veterans who have served our country, who have protected our country. And I, I want to actually just, just repeat my... Official statement I released on Twitter about Veterans Day. Because I really like the way I wrote that. Happy Veterans Day to everyone who has served our country in wartime or in peace. We're still willing to die for freedom, and I honor and respect that every day. If you're a veteran who has offered to give up your life for this country, you have done so much more for this country than I ever will. And the fact that you would risk your life to fight for this country is phenomenal. it is amazing. I don't know I don't know how to word this to be honest. But I thank you every day for your sacrifice. I thank you for the hard work you put in to make sure that if something did happen to this country you would be there to fight it, to protect this country. And for that I thank you. Now Let's get into some news today on the conservative crusader. All right. I forgot that I can't just pause recordings anymore. I, I'm used to doing an intro when I only do one episode a week. I do an intro, then I would record the rest of it. So so let's get into it. So Biden says the infrastructure bill will ease economy woes. Just wait. This is an article from the AP from Josh Boak and Colleen Long. President Joe Biden touted his $1 trillion infrastructure plan Wednesday as an eventual fix for the nation's inflation and supply chain woes if Americans just have the patience to wait for the construction to begin. The president toured the Port of Baltimore at the start of what is likely to be a national tour to showcase a national shortage, a national tour to showcase his signature legislation that cleared Congress last week and that he intends to sign on Monday. He declared that the spending will improve transportation on products and supplies from overseas and within the U.S. to help lower prices, reduce shortages, and add union jobs. That message is becoming more critical as the government reported Wednesday that consumer prices are climbed 6.2% from a year ago. Inflation has intensified instead of fading as the economy reopened after the coronavirus pandemic, creating a national cha- challenge for the Biden who. For Biden, whose administration repeatedly said that the prices increases were temporary during remarks at the port. He acknowledged that consumer prices remained too high. And I think I have a clip lined up here released by RNC Research about Biden's take on paying a lot for gas. So it's like an eight-second clip. Let's play the clip.
1: Does everybody keep paying this much for a gallon of gas? In some parts of California, they're paying $4.50 a gallon. Is so everything you've paying this much for a gallon of gas? In some
0: parts of California, they're paying $4.50. A yeah, we did. And Lauren Boebert, who's a congresswoman from Colorado, had a great statement released after that. Yes, the minute you took, put your hand on the Bible and took the oath of office that you have since broken. So true. So true. President Biden. Gas is so expensive because of his policies to shut down the Keystone Pipeline. If people say, Josh, the president is not responsible for gas prices. No, but his policies are. His policies are. And I think we're seeing that with how expensive gas prices are nowadays. I think we're seeing that very heavily. Yes, President Biden is the reason gas prices are so expensive. I, I'm going to keep blaming him. Because under Trump, gas prices were like $2 a gallon. If, if $2. And I can't drive, but I just know it was phenomenal. Being able to get gas for under $2 in some instances. I remember at one point. It was like there. It was almost a dollar, especially if you had like the fuel points from Kroger for spending a lot of money. Yeah, that, yeah, gas was cheap. Wish we could turn back time. I'm sure some of y'all know that song from 21 Pilots. Uh, wish we could turn back time to the good old days when President Trump was in office. And one day, here in the future, here in the near future, hopefully we will. Because I. <laughs> I'm going to start driving in December, y'all. I'm not going to be able to afford gas. <laughs> I won't even be able to get my enough hours to get a license because I won't be able to afford the gas. You know. That's what you get when you vote for a liberal. That's what you get when you vote for Joe Biden. So, Governor Ron DeSantis says companies helping Biden release border crosses into Florida will be denied state contracts. I don't know. I don't remember if I played the clip on here or not. I'm trying to find a clip. This is a two-minute clip. I think we have time to play it here, or about three minutes. The Biden administration loses
2: control completely. They get
0: apoplectic
2: and start (laughs) hyperventilating, if you suggest it. Really, the point of their immigration policy is domestic politics. Maybe kind of reshuffle the population a little bit so they win. They're not doing that.
0: So true. So true. Tucker Carlson, for being in the mainstream media, says so much truth on his show.
2: Actually, the Biden administration is secretly resettling foreign nationals, illegal immigrants all over the country with resettlement flights, most of them secret. Now, almost 80 of these flights recently have landed in the state of Florida. What happened next? Well, here's one thing. An illegal migrant from Honduras called Medina Uloa was on one of those flights. He is now accused of murdering a father of four in his own home. Ron DeSantis is the sitting governor of Florida. He joins us tonight. Governor, thanks so much for coming on. So just to, the news stories suggest that the administration was sending planes into your state and offloading
3: people secretly from foreign countries in violation of the law. Is that accurate? So these are flights that are coming in 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh, The feds, of course, control the airspace, and they're there on the ground. Uh, They take these folks, and then they send them in other parts of Florida by bus or other parts of the southeast. And that individual who was murdered was, in fact, murdered by an illegal alien who was on one of Biden's flights, These, these midnight flights, unannounced, no notice, no support for the state, no ability for us to veto it ahead of time. And if, if Biden had not been doing that, if he'd been doing his job, that individual would be alive today. I, I mean,
2: I, I'm i not a constitutional scholar. I know that you are an attorney. But are they allowed to do this? Can the, the White House just decide, you know, we don't we don't like you. You may run for president. We're not, we don't like that. And so we're just going to flood your state with people from other countries and there's nothing you can do about it?
3: So uh, we're looking at what we can do. I think that they use these private contractors. So what we're looking at is how can we fight back against the contractors? We can obviously deny them state contracts, which we will do. Uh, Can we deny them access to Florida's market generally? Can we tax them? Can we do things to provide disincentives so they can't do it? Uh, So we're going to do whatever we can to do it. Unfortunately, uh, they do have the ability to get into these airports because the FAA controls it, and the feds really have jurisdiction over it. So we're trying to work with the local airport authorities, see if there's a way uh, that we can get around that. But we are going to go after some of these contractors because they are bringing in people uh, that are causing burdens on us and, as we see tragically, uh, cause someone to lose their life.
0: Okay, we're going to end the clip there because that, he kind of went over what I was going to talk about next, which was... Governor Ron DeSantis says he will deny state contracts to companies aiding President Biden's Joe Biden's administration with this expansive catch-and-release operation that is releasing hundreds of thousands of border crossers and illegal aliens in the United States interior. This is from Breitbart John Binder. You know, I, I hear some good things and some bad things about Breitbart. I, I personally find their coverage—obviously, they're a more conservative paper, but I, I find their coverage great, very helpful for writing a show every day. Thank you, Breitbart. You should invite me on your show one day. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You should invite me on your show. Just kidding. Okay. During an interview with Tucker Carlson. Okay, so they just sourced the Tucker Carlson article. I forgot about that. So The flights are coming in at 2 or 3 in the morning, and we just went over that. In response, DeSantis said he would deny state, contractors to pri- state contracts to private contractors, which often include bus companies and airlines, for helping the Biden administration mass-release border crossers and illegal aliens into the U.S. interior. I think that they use these private contractors, so what we're looking at is how we can fight back against the contractors. Unofficial total reveals that Biden has released anywhere from half a million to near a million border crossers and illegal aliens into the US interior since taking office. States rights. This is an issue of states' rights. Does states have the ability to allow who they want in their state and not who the federal government, whoever the federal government wants in their state? That is what this, this legislation, this overreach by Biden will come to, and we will have to see if he he is shown to have that authority. I I don't think he will. I think Governor DeSantis is in his, his, his right in his right, and I think that here in the coming future we could see some big solutions with this issue, getting less illegal immigrants into the country. Using state rights, trying to block it via the states, and we'll have to see, you know, we'll have to see, but we're not really sure yet. Have to wait and see and watch and continue on. Speaking of continuing on, we're going to continue on with the episode talking about a champ. $153. $153. That's not that much money. I mean, it's a a lot of money, but it's really not that much money. But that's all Ed Durr needed to take down the Senate president in New Jersey. Longtime New Jersey Senate president concedes to GOP truck driver Ed Durr. This is from Fox News' uh, John Brown. New Jersey State Senate President Steve Sweeney, that's a lot of S's, conceded Wednesday to Republican candidate and commercial driver Edward Durr, who spent only $153 on his primary campaign. The results of Tuesday's election are in. All votes have been fairly counted, and I, of course, accept the results, Sweeney said during a press conference at the State House. I want to congratulate Mr. Durr and wish him the best of luck, added Sweeney, who has served as New Jersey State Senate President since 2018. When asked what happened to upend the race in the state's third legislative district, Sweeney said it was a red wave. Sweeney's concession comes six days after the Associated Press has called the race for Durr. Durr, who drives truck for a furniture company, attacked Sweeney during the campaign for not investigating nursing home deaths at the height of the pandemic. Governor Phil Murphy, who faced a close race himself last week, and his Republican opponent, Jack Cagliatorelli, has yet to concede, praised Sweeney in a statement. Senate President Steve Sweeney has had an incredible career, one that is comparable in, in state history, Murphy said. He's been a partner in the vast majority of the progress we've made in the last four years. Without him, New Jersey will undoubtedly be a worst place for working families. He'll remain a friend to me and Tammy, and I wish him nothing but the best as he pivots to the next phase of his career, Murphy added. During an interview with Fox News Primetime last week, Durr attributed his win to the people of New Jersey. I didn't beat him. We beat him, Durr said. The state of New Jersey, the people of New Jersey, beat him. They listened to what I had to say, and, what I li- and I listened to what they had to say. And a Republican of Governor Murphy, and a reputation, it's a reputation of Governor Murphy, I'm sorry, who went and locked us down and ignored the people's voice, and Senator Sweeney chose to do nothing for 18 months. So, I haven't really used this button in an unironic sense yet on my uh, board. <laughs> Giving some applause to Edward Durr. Big applause to Ed Durr with $153. He was able to take down one of the most, not one of the most expensive, but he he, he spent over a million dollars on his campaign, the Senate president did. He was able to take him down with $153 and actually listening to the voters. Who knew that talking and listening to voters was all you needed to do to win an election? My name is GOP Josh. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the conservative crusader. So we're going to play some clips here because I've been watching the Rittenhouse trial. And I'll start with a a kind of funny clip of Rittenhouse on the stand. And it's not going to be the one of him crying. That's not funny. About why he decided to illegally purchase an AR-15. Play clip.
2: Dominic to buy you an AR-15 as opposed to a pistol is, is the only reason was because you felt you couldn't lawfully possess a pistol? Correct. You didn't pick out the AR-15 for any other reason?
1: I thought it looked cool, um, but no.
2: You didn't pick it out because you wanted to go hunting with it, did you? No. You didn't pick it out because you were going to use it to protect your house, correct? Correct. You picked it out because it looked cool.
1: I thought it looked cool. Yes, that's the reason,
3: yes. It resembled Dominic.
0: It looked cool. What a Chad. What a Chad. Oh my, Rittenhouse. Acquit him. Just based on that alone, acquit him. Just, just, just acquit. Just acquit. Just, just, just do it. Just let it go. Let it, let him go. He did nothing wrong. So I want to read an article from the Daily Wire. Rittenhouse judge stops trial explodes after prosecutor risks grave constitutional violation. Let me know what you guys think of the Rittenhouse trial. Go to anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader. Click on the message tab and send a voice message to the show. It will be in the tweet that I tweet about this episode. If you want to send a voice message, just send a... Voice message through that. Sorry, I'm typing a tweet right now while I was talking. That's why I kind of stuttered a little bit. But the judge in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse repeatedly admonished the prosecution on Wednesday, at one point, yelling the lead prosecutor for risking a grave constitutional violation during cross contamination of Rittenhouse. So I think the rest of this is pretty much just a quote. So here I will play the clip here.
3: You need to account for this. Your Honor, I don't want to to jury here. He's commenting on my client's right to remain silent. No, Your Honor. I am making the point that
2: after hearing everything in the case, now he's tailoring his story to what has already been introduced. The problem is this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence. That is, and and, the, and you're right, you're right on the, you're right on the borderline, and you may, you may be over, but uh, it better stop. Understood. This is, I can't think of the case, the initial case on it, but it's, uh, this is not permitted. All right.
0: Uh- yeah, fun fact, you have the right to remain silent in the United States, so... Yeah, you you can't comment about how he's remaining silent and the judge is in the right. And I think if this wasn't a jury case, which I'm not a lawyer, I don't know all of the impact that judges have during jury cases. But let me try to find this clip here. If he has some impact, which I don't really know besides keeping order in the court. Let me see if I can find this. Listen to the judge's ringtone in this clip.
2: Uh, the actions that I had talked about.
0: What song is that? I'm done in bad faith. What song is that? I just heard the email notification. Trump had to send a statement at the worst time about foreign policy in Rick Grinnell. Great, great. Thanks, Trump. Thanks, Trump. Very cool. But what song was that? Sounds like to me, it was proud to be an American. Or God bless the USA. And this is a clip by David Carlson. Thank you. Thank you, David, if you're listening to the program. If this judge has serious impact in this case, Kyle Rittenhouse is walking. Kyle Rittenhouse is walking. And that's so, so good. So good. And there's actually another clip of the judge chewing out the prosecution. Again, let's play this one. This one's five minutes long. I didn't realize that. Maybe we don't want to play a five-minute-long clip, but I don't know. It might be cool. I'll I'll leave the article link in the show notes, and you guys can listen to this clip by yourself. It's a tweet by uh, Benny Johnson if you want to listen to it. But Kyle Rittenhouse actually broke down on the stand. I I would play that, but it's very hard to watch, and it's very hard to listen to. And so say a prayer for Kyle Rittenhouse. I really don't think he did anything wrong in this case. And I really hope that he can can walk, to be honest. Um, He he was administering EMT aid. He was protecting himself, and he only acted in self-defense. And so I really hope that he will be able to walk on this trial. And it would be very, very good if he was able to walk on this trial, I should say. So we'll have to see what that happens. And and I want to read this clip. I don't know if this is in a video, but I have the transcription. The prosecution, everyone you shot at that night you intended to kill, correct? Rittenhouse. I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to stop the people who were attacking me by killing them. I did what I had to do to stop the person who was attacking me by killing them. Two of them passed away, but I stopped the threat from attacking me by using deadly force. I used deadly force that you knew was going to kill. Uh, The prosecution said that you knew was going to kill Rittenhouse, I didn't know if it was going to kill them, but I used deadly force to stop the threat that was attacking me. What did Kyle Rittenhouse do wrong? I know know some of y'all are out there listening to this saying, I think that Kyle Rittenhouse did something wrong. Please, 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 please send in a voice message to the show. Anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader. Link is on my Twitter. Click on the message tab. Send in a voice message to the show, or if you want to... Send an email instead. Send an email to the program, okay? Josh at GOPjosh.com. Just Josh at GOPjosh.com. How do I keep getting my email wrong every episode? Josh at GOPjosh.com. Please send in a message. Let me know why you think Kyle Rittenhouse did anything wrong in this case because he did nothing wrong in this case. Kyle Rittenhouse should walk. He did nothing wrong in this case. Let me know if you think differently. Send in a message. Josh at GOPjosh.com. Anchor.fm. The Conservative Crusader. Man, I I wish we had like seven more minutes of content that wasn't about COVID, wasn't about the China virus. I really don't want to talk about the China virus today. I, I actually added this in a second segment on the on the notes that was like, avoid, but if you have to, <laughs> we have this little clip here. I, I would play a clip that my friend Boxer over at 610 WTV and played on his radio show today, but it's very long, but it's about Veterans Day. I think it'd be very good appropriate to play today but it's awfully long so I'm not really sure what we want to do here let's see it's like a nine minute long clip I think we are going to play it because of the of how heavy today is if you don't want to listen that's fine thank you for tuning in today I do want to play this clip though it's I know some people on our side don't really care for Tucker or not Tucker Carlson Ronald Reagan occasionally I'm sorry Tucker Carlson's on the sidebar here on YouTube. But I do want to play this. It's a great statement, and just just stay tuned. If you don't want to listen to it, that's fine, but please listen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, a few moments ago, I placed a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. And as I stepped back and stood during the moment of silence that followed, I said a small prayer, and it occurred to me that each of my predecessors has had a similar moment, and I wondered if our prayers weren't very much the same, if not identical. We celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I, the armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And I wonder, in fact, if all Americans' prayers aren't the same as those I mentioned a moment ago. The timing of this holiday is quite deliberate in terms of historical fact, but somehow it always seems quite fitting to me that this day comes deep in autumn when the colors are muted and the days seem to invite contemplation. We are gathered at the National Cemetery, which provides a final resting place for the heroes who have defended our country since the Civil War. This amphitheater, This place for speeches is more central to the cemetery than at first might seem apparent. For all we can ever do for our heroes is remember them, and remember what they did, and memories are transmitted through words. Sometime back I received, in the name of our country, the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then, that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman for we're never quite good enough to them not really we can't be because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay and so when a serviceman dies it's a tear in the fabric a break in the hole and all we can do is remember it is in a way An odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country in defense of us in wars far away the imagination plays a trick we see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise we see them as something like the founding fathers grave and gray-haired but most of them were boys when they died and they gave up two lives the one they were living and the one they would have lived When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. There's always someone who is remembering for us. No matter what time of year it is or what time of day, there are always people who come to this cemetery leave a flag or a flower or a little rock on a headstone, and they stop and bow their heads and communicate what they wished to communicate. They say, Hello, Johnny, or Hello, Bob. We still think of you, you're still with us, we never got over you, and we pray for you still and we'll see you again, we'll all meet again. In a way, they represent us, these relatives and friends, and they speak for us as they walk among the headstones and remember. It's not so hard to summon memory, but it's hard to recapture meaning. And the living have a responsibility to remember the conditions that led to the wars in which our heroes died. Perhaps we can start by remembering this, that all of those who died for us and our country were, in one way or another, victims of a peace process that failed, victims of a decision to forget certain things, to forget, for instance, that the surest way to keep a peace going is to stay strong. Weakness after all is a temptation, it tempts the pugnacious to assert themselves, but strength is a declaration that cannot be misunderstood.
0: My name is GOP Josh. This is The Conservative Crusader. I guess it wasn't as long as I thought it was, the clip that I wanted to play. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Happy Veterans Day if you're out there. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for your possible sacrifice. And we'll never forget your sacrifice.